We have any goals this season? Absolutely. We're going to win a lot of games. We're going to get in the playoffs. Houston, we have a problem. Bears Nation. Herberts. Inside the 10. Still going at the 5. Turns his legs. And he's in. Touchdown, Chicago. It's Herbert on first down. He's got some room. Big hole for Herbert. Herbert into Houston territory. Little Herbert goes for 52. Decision here. Third and goal. Herbert right up the middle. Pushing the pile. And he is in for the touchdown. I'm really just making the most of my opportunities, whether it's one carry, 20 carries, just try and make the play with, with what I get. So It's time for the Bears Nation Podcast. Well, we're waiting. With your hosts, Kevin Lapka and Jake Hassan. Powered by, powered by, powered by, Bet Betstamp. Strap it in. It's the Bears Nation Podcast. Yeah, how cool is that? Very cool. All right, Bears Nation podcast. Yes, we get it. It's the fourth quarter of Monday Night Football. If you're listening to this in podcast form, it does not matter. But if you're watching the stream, you're probably like, why are these guys going live on the fourth quarter of Monday Night Football? Well, you know, I guess we could talk a little bit about the fact that we play that team next week. The New York Giants who are currently playing and losing to the Cowboys with five minutes to go in the fourth quarter. So there's relevancy to that. But we couldn't get a show in yesterday, so we had to think on the fly, get a show in tonight. Jake Hassan not with me, but it's good because there is a lot of talk, Kevin Garenstein, about Justin Fields and about what the heck happened last week. And there's unfortunately been a lot of talk about his future with the Chicago Bears, so I'm happy to have the quarterback mind in here with Kellen Garenstein joining us tonight to talk about what the hell we saw against the Texans. I am Scox already in the chat representing and showing up. Peace. We're going to talk about what we saw. We're going to talk about how nervous you as a fan should be about not only Justin Fields, but the Bears and the state of this team and the offensive coaching staff. So, Kellen, welcome in, brother. It's good to have you back on. Yeah, man. Sorry. I was the one that suggested we do this right now instead of waiting until after. Um, I'm not going to lie. That's mostly because like, I have this thing to do at midnight. It's just a quiz. I should do fine on it. But, you know, college student life. <laughs> but uh, we'll be fine. I don't, I don't know how many Bears fans are, you know, like writing scouting reports on the Giants right now. So I think they're more focused on what we're about to talk, talk about, which makes sense. They should be. They should be tuned in. What they should do right now is turn off Monday Night Football. It's a garbage game anyway. It's not even relevant in the fourth quarter. Turn on Bears Nation podcast and learn a little bit about your favorite team, who you are likely very concerned about. Because, yes, the Bears snuck out the 23-20 win. And, hey, I again, I said it. I tweeted it a bunch of times. A win is a win, it's a, and I stand by that. We're going to get into that. But, obviously, the elephant in the room is, well, the whole point of this season was to develop your franchise quarterback – and make sure he develops. And then once you, you know, regardless of how many wins you get this year, if your quarterback develops, you are in a prime position with the cap space you have to be a legitimate contender next year. And now things are not the way we thought it would be from, you know, the development of Justin Fields. And from the standpoint of that, he has sort of taken, I guess you could say, a step back in his development. Um, and, you know, I don't know if I want to say it was a step. You know, it was the worst game of his career. Let's put it that way. But it's, I think it's too early to say it's a step back in his development. Like, he's not re- – I don't think he's regressing, right? He's just not – He's just not progressing to the point that we thought it would be, you know, three games into this year. And again, it's the third, it was the 13th game of his start of his NFL career, right? Like those things are true as well. But, you know, you look at the stats, they're not good. He threw two interceptions, uh, you know, that we're going to talk about and, and what we saw there. But let's just start with this, Kellen, because I know we're both pretty optimistic still regarding Justin Fields. We were, you know, among the highest of, of Bears media when it comes right. to our projections on him. What is your let's do on a scale of one to ten, the ten being the Mitch Trubisky twenty twenty worry meter and one being uh not worried at all. Where are you on the Justin Fields worry meter right now? One to ten. One one point five. I love it. Oh, I love it. Thank you. And tell me why. Why are you at a one point five? People need to be real. Like there's no there's no sense of like realism among Bears fans. Like are we frustrated because obviously he hasn't played well. Like, we'll talk about the receivers, too. He hasn't played well the last two weeks, right? We mm-hmm. want him to be better. We want to see, like, a little bit more in the stats. We want to see more completions, probably more attempts, you know, to go along with that, more yards, more touchdowns, whatever. But sometimes it just doesn't happen right away. Like, it just might it might not happen right away. And it's been three games, 
one of them in a monsoon, which, by the way, was his best game so far, which I don't know if that speaks to how positive that is or how much of a fluke it is. We'll find mm-hmm. out later, right? But um, not much has changed about Justin Fields. He's still the same player. There mm-hmm. just needs to be a bit more I, – I think there just needs to be a bit more like – I think he's too tight. I think he's trying to press the issue too much. And, like, I know that he, Simeon Kelly, is one of his good friends, posted that video of him running. You know, that's fine. I love that. Justin Fields is always going to be the hardest working guy in the room, and that's, that's perfectly fine. But, you know, sometimes, like, and I can speak from my perspective as a player, I'll just put too much into one game, put too much into myself, and not realize that there's 10 other guys in the field with me, right? And this happens, you know, this happened to me a lot in 2021, actually, I, I, like, you know, I, I'm not Superman. And Justin Fields sometimes probably just needs to realize I'm not Superman. Let me uh, execute the offense the way that mm-hmm. Luke Getzey designed it. And let me make things a bit easier on myself instead of trying to prove that I'm the guy right now. You know what I mean? Because the throws will come. You know, we might not like the stuff Patrick Mahomes is doing in 2018. But, you know, as long as he keeps executing, takes the easy stuff, takes the stuff that's given to him, takes the stuff that he's taught – coach trained to do the, the 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 tight window throws the stuff that we saw against like the Steelers last year like he's still that same guy you You're know right. what I mean like that hasn't gone away um we, we we just want that instant gratification you know what I mean and uh we're not getting it right now so there's a bunch of freak out but there's no still no doubt he's the most talented guy that we've drafted probably in all in my lifetime especially and probably in every other Bears fan's lifetime um and yes. We are just expecting a jump from him, and we just haven't seen it. But we've guys have struggled in the first few years before. Tua is looking solid right now. You know, he's not looking amazing, but he's looking solid. Josh Allen is looking not, pretty amazing. He's a he, league in passing. You know, come on, all right. Like, <laughs> and and you know, and I said like with Lamar. Lamar had an MVP second season, but like after mm-hmm. his first year, guys, people were like, he cannot play quarterback in this league. Now that was all stupid, but like feel like those are the same jumping to conclusion it's the same mindset that people are trying to do now Josh Allen wasn't good his rookie year he wasn't that great his second year it took him a while to get the accuracy and to get the timing of the NFL down Justin Fields is already more accurate than Josh Allen mm-hmm. was at this point of his career not saying that he'll be Josh Allen because those tools are on a pretty insane level um, but you know I mean he's still thrown into the fire he the team around him is not great now the receivers are more open like when we'll talk about the interceptions, they're more open than we thought they'd be. The offensive line is not awful, but, you know, they're still not great. Uh, it's still a bad situation, and it's still on him to be better. But, I mean, we just need to keep it real, right? That's what it is. He needs to be better. Everyone needs to be better. And he's probably going to put himself at the forefront, and as he should be. Mm-hmm. But that's just that's how it is. We've played, three, we've played three football games this year. What are we talking about for him to – be like, oh, wait, move on. Let's CJ tank for CJ Stroud. What are we doing? It's been it's, three games. There's 14 left in the season. What a I terrible mean. mindset. It's a terrible mindset. Like, and this, I tweeted this, and people got so mad at me for it. I said, if you are one of those people who are writing off Justin Fields, you're part of the problem. And I'll tell you why. Because the one thing that I'm noticing about Justin Fields right now. Just from a peer, the way he's playing the game, not even X's and O's, not even get, you know, there are people a lot better than me who can break those things down for you, right? There's your YouTube videos, and, and Callum's one of them, right? You can break down the X's and O's way better than I can. But I think what I see is, you know, I saw we, – we, we both watched Justin Fields intently in college because we went to a house – you go to a house, right. State, we, I went to a house, State, right? We, we saw him intently. We, we, we see the – we can see the differences between who he was in college and who he is currently week three, uh, you know, three weeks into the 2022 NFL season, and he's not playing with the same confidence. And, and that's all it is to me. And, you know, now there's all these questions about, well, does the coaching staff have confidence in him? Should they have confidence in him? And, and this is the problem. Like, if it is really true – and there's a ton of speculation about it. If it's really true that Luke Getze and Matt Eberflus don't have confidence in Justin Fields, again, that is the biggest crime you can commit as a coaching staff. It's the mm-hmm. biggest crime you commit. I don't care if the guy is not very good or if he's really freaking good. You have to have full confidence in your quarterback. You have to trust your quarterback. And that's the, that's just what you have to do. And I just, I just don't see 
the same type of confidence out of Justin Fields that I saw when the guy was shredding Clemson with a broken rib in, in the Sugar Bowl in 20, what was that, 2020? You know, like I, I, I'm not seeing that same confidence. And again, I don't, I don't know. It's weird because Justin has never seemed to me like a guy who lets things get to his head, right? Yeah, when he made right. a mistake, especially in his first year, he would never make the same mistake twice. And, and he still hasn't really done that a lot, right? He, he doesn't throw for five interceptions in the game. He's only, right. you know, only two, and he's not making a ton of back-breaking errors. They're just right. little things, right? Yeah. But I just, you know, I, I the, the what I want to see and what I thought we'd see this week is, like, attacking Justin Fields, like attacking, taking advantage of open situations, like confidence, boom, because if you don't have confidence in quarterback position, Callan, tell me if this is true. I mean, this is this was the whole conversation for me about Mr. Trubisky as well. If you don't have confidence playing – quarterback position you have no shot at all i mean it's yeah. just too difficult in the nfl with the things that are being thrown at you whether it's an opponent like the texans or an opponent like the packers it's way too hard to not have confidence in what you're doing the moment you drop back in that pocket am i wrong 100 no you're 100 percent right you know and uh i don't know what it is you know i don't know if if he thinks that uh like, you know, he needs to force the issue to certain guys like to Mooney and to commit, you know, or, or you know, I, I don't know because I'm not in the room. And they'll figure it out. And I think that, that they'll get – hopefully they'll get in the film room and <laughs> hopefully they'll get in the film room and, you know, Luke Getze and Andrew Janako and maybe Flus in that room too. I don't know. They need to get together and just figure it out. Hey, this mm -hmm. is where your eyes need to be. This is where your feet need to be. Because he put it all together like – he put all that stuff together in the preseason. Now, granted, it's the preseason. Like, hang me for it, whatever. But, like, the feet, the eyes, they were kind of where they needed to be in the preseason. And I was very happy to see that because that's 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 really where it all starts because he's going to have the rest. Like, the accuracy, the athleticism, that's all going to come. It's just right. can he, his eyes and can he hit the, the, you know, can he hit the throws on time, on time and on target, right? Um, so they need to get in that room. There's a couple things that, like uh, – you know, as a quarterback, like I nitpick, like and we don't even have to do a breakdown on this, but like the, the way his footwork is. So in college and this matters, trust me, it matters. I don't know how much, but in college, he's, he's he went left foot that. Right. So so staggering right, stance. Right. We've heard a lot so about his, this. His, his left foot, his left foot was back. Right. So in that left foot back stance, hold on, let me stand up and show people. Stand up. So in the left foot back stance. Right. This is like mirrored. So be mindful. Now, I can already open. That's one, right? This is one, two, three, right? If my right foot is back, which Justin Fields is now, I have to punch or I have to back out, which was what Bryce Young does. But no one in the NFL does the back out, which is just a back pedal, like back shuffle, whatever. For that, you have to put the, put the left foot back, which we call a punch step, and then get to one, two, three. Now, depending on which offense is and the timing, that matters. But for Justin Fields, there's no like punch step. It's just turn your hips and go, which for me, if you're putting your right foot back, that doesn't make much sense to me as the timing goes because <laughs> this, and, and it's not like, and it's not like it's a small stagger and, and like, hopefully like people are understanding this. So like, if this I is his it. right yes. foot, this right foot is all the way back here instead of like a little stagger like this. Mm -hmm. All right. I feel I feel kind of dumb doing it. But no, you're right. It's a good my, visualization. My, my point is, is that I think some of the timing stuff is a little bit off. Like it feels like he's seeing it, but he's not getting there quick enough. Mm -hmm. Like the throw to commit, he tried to force, or was it Mooney? Whatever. Both interceptions were over the middle, and it felt like they were late and overthrown because yes. the window closed a little yes. bit sooner than he thought. So I think that. I think Andrew Janako and Getsy need to get together and say, let's fix the footwork because that matters. At a lot of levels, it doesn't matter. At the NFL, it damn sure does. They've got to get that right because I think right now that's kind of the biggest problem, especially when it comes to over the middle because that's where he's, he's super accurate by the numbers because he's an accurate quarterback. But every quarterback, especially with his height and his stature, is going to be able to make throws over the middle. But you can't be late over the middle because you're either going to get mm -hmm. your guy killed or you're going to overthrow <laughs> him and you're going to, you're going to throw an interception. Like we've seen it happened with Mr. Trubisky in the Vikings game. This is exactly, this is exactly what was happening in 2018. If we're being honest, Mr. Trubisky threw three interceptions and a touchdown against the Rams on Sunday night. And we don't talk about it because Jared Goff threw four interceptions that night mm -hmm. against the Vikings. 
Um, he had the touchdown pass to Anthony Miller. Uh, but I think he threw two really bad interceptions that night. We don't talk about it because Eddie Jackson had the pick six. It was the night we were all like, holy shit, the Bears are legit. Yes, we don't that talk was about the night. It, you know what I mean? So um, the stuff over the middle, you know, that's where it matters. And I think that there needs to be a conversation where I think if I'm, I think on both interceptions, people are going to be like, that guy was wide open. And, yeah, he was. I mean, I don't know if Justin Fields is supposed to get there or not. I'm not in that quarterback room. But that's where the fix would come for me. Okay. Is uh, is getting that timing right because it feels like everything is just a bit late. You're right. You're absolutely right because like it, it's never been the good thing about Justin Fields is it's not a problem. Of, oh, can he fit it into that window? Does he have to zip like that? Like his arm strength, and his arm talent is unquestioned, right? And and, and right. you know when you think about Mitch and some other quarterbacks who you know people have doubts about a lot of times, it's I don't really know if they have the arm talent to, to do it, right? Justin right. Fields like he threw a strike to Komet and to Mooney in the middle of the field later in the game, and it's like yeah, okay, like he can get the throws there, but what you're saying is like. There's just not a lot of rhythm to the offense when they're when they're passing. I, I think that's what it is, right? Like there's no sense of rhythm. Like it's not okay, you know, drop back a couple of steps and then boom, ball is out, right? It, it, I feel yeah. like almost, you know, we, we'd have to go back and watch the entirety of the all twenty-two, but it, it's almost now like it's so funny because we it, it sounds so contradictory because last year we were all over Matt Nagy for too many curl routes and too many short things and not enough deep shots. It, it's almost like they need that now. Like it's right. almost like they're waiting too long for things to develop. And like right. Justin's having a little bit of trouble right now, seeing things down the field, right? Mm-hmm. I, there was a couple plays where people are pointing out on Twitter where there's guys open down the sideline wide open. And then, you know, Equinemius St. Brown opened on a corner route. I think when he threw uh, or when he, when he scrambled for the 29 yard run and it's like, look, you know what again and i say this every show and i think i'm just going to say it every week it's like you watch these the best offenses in the nfl right now and it's so simple and they make it so easy on the quarterback and it, it alleviates the you know the the dependency on the offensive line if you just take two steps back you drop back and you get the ball out of your hands immediately right and, and scheme somebody open underneath and and again you you can't run your entire offense that way but given the situation that the bears are in like you need those layups you need those freebies just to establish like just to get that confidence and the rhythm back right like again Watch the Buffalo Bills, man. Like, they take advantage of the things that are open to them down the field, right? And, and so do the Miami Dolphins. But before that happens, like, it's just so it, – watch the Green Bay Packers. It's just so – it's so simple. It's, it's you know, look, we understand the opposing defense, whether they got a ton of talented players on the offense – on the defensive front or not, is going to have a little bit of success because our pass – our pass offense isn't – our pass blocking, rather, is not that great. The run blocking is phenomenal. But the pass blocking still is not there yet. I don't care what ESPN says about this pass block win percentage shit. I like. I mean, ESPN says Sam Mustafa has a hundred percent pass block win percentage, and God bless his heart, he's been very valuable being able to step into that role. But Sam Mustafa does not have a hundred percent blast block win percentage. I don't know what the hell we're talking about here, right? But yeah. again, I just feel like it's 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 too we're, we're waiting like we drop back and it's like we're waiting you're right that rhythm's not there like we just need to see more of these layups because i i implore people to go back to watch that game and for those who are extremely concerned about justin fields and extremely nervous about his potential about his development and now there's a bunch of people who are just saying hey you know we just want to see the floor right we just want to see the floor if he could be jimmy garoppolo that'd be great Right, because they're running the ball so well, they could be the 2019 49ers. If he just if he's just Jimmy Garoppolo, and he can he can be the floor. Well, sure. you know, watch watch what Justin Fields did in that game with a completely clean pocket. It was easy. It was easy. Strike to Darna Mooney. Strike to Cole Komet. Right, and a lot of the play action bootlegs, the running, they're getting blown up. I mean, we, we saw that with Jalen Petrie. He blew up a play this week on a on a on a naked bootleg, and then it, it was last week, I think, as well. Um, who I don't know who blew it up, who blew it up, but it was the same type of thing. They they did some sort of weird play action thing, and then he, he turns around and there's Preston Smith in his face, right? Like, if you give him time and you just establish this rhythm where of hey, we're gonna get the ball out in under two seconds, like the best quarterbacks in the league currently do, mm-hmm. you know. And here's the question I have for you, Kellen: It's like, how much of that is on him, right? Because I mean, it's part, it's partially on him, right? But you have yeah. to go back to the all the twenty twenty all twenty two and watch the concepts to see if you're scheming up anything that, to make it easy for him, right? Because there, there are people who concern about him holding the ball. And it's like, well, how much of that is on him? Yeah, um, some of it, yeah, obviously, some of it is on him for sure. He's such a good athlete that I think teams will always game plan to have an extra man coming off edge on the backside of whatever 
you know, side, they're having that outside zone extra to it, whether they're hitting the ball off or Justin's going to boot off it because he's such a good athlete. And we saw it against the Niners when he came out and I think it was Dre Greenlaw that was right in his face and he just, made, he just stopped, made a miss yeah, and maybe ran that's for 15 the, yeah, yards. Yeah, right. And that, like that happens, you know, but a lot of like, let's think about the guys that have really made a killing in that offense, Jared Goff, Derek Carr, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo have had quote unquote success, Matthew Stafford, you know, Aaron Rodgers. those guys are nowhere near the athlete that Justin Fields Mm -hmm. is. Right. And they never, they never will be. And guys like Kyler and Kyler's not a good example because I don't like what Cliff is doing. So let's take Lamar. Let's take Lamar and Jalen hurts. That that's not what they're doing. They're not. The offense is uh, – <laughs> the, the offense that is the tree that LaFleur and all those guys come from, mm-hmm. LaFleur, uh, McVay, Shanahan, right? That, that, that Shanahan, Walsh tree, right? The outside zone, let's, let's run it off of it. Everyone fits in that system. That's why those guys have success. That's why you run it with Jimmy. That's why you run it with – um, uh, Goff and guys like that. And granted, like you put a guy like Stafford in that system, that's why he succeeds so well because all of it he's kind of used to and you just add a little bit here and add it to his strengths. But like no one else in the league does what the Ravens do with Lamar. No one else in the league did what did what Nick Sirianni is doing with Jalen Hurts in the Eagles offense. No one else in the league was probably going to do what Kyle Shanahan was going to do with Trey Lance. Grant, you know, unfortunately got hurt. But we're kind of we're kind of just trying to fit Justin Fields into this mold. And it's hard because you can't like diverge your system in the middle of the season. But I think there needs to be a more like, let's get Justin's strengths instead of saying, Mm -hmm. this has worked for X amount of people. It's the same conversation we had last year, man. Like that's what's frustrating though. Right. It's like, I I just, I, I don't know, man. Like it doesn't feel a lot different than last year, which is the problem. It doesn't, it doesn't. And it's really scary. It is really scary. And look, let's turn the conversation to the comment that we had earlier from Ron Wynarski about the Bears White House needing to get open. And also shout out Adam Cumbie. Yes, on there after our, our company softball team lost the championship. I did not play, but we did lose. Um, let's talk about the wide receivers because, again, a lot of – like there, I think the, the difficult part, again, and we knew this from the start, the difficult part about the evaluation is there's just so many factors, right? It's like, well, the offensive line is like – you know, they might not be good enough. So, so is it their fault? You know, the receivers are subpar. Is it their fault? Right. And it, it's hard as it can be hard as a fan when, when you're watching everything to, to really know, to really know who, who's like, we love to place the place, the blame on someone as fans, right? Because it just, it placing the blame on someone makes everything a heck of a lot easier. If you can just blame the wide receivers, then you can just go and say, Hey, well, well, we just need a draft wide receiver, or we could just sign a free agent next year. Right. Like it's just an easy fix. If you can place the blame on someone and say someone is at fault, but I really don't think that's the case. I think every, unit like Justin needs to be better the receivers need to be better and the offensive line needs to be better like like all of those things are true but specifically the receivers let, let's talk about that because there are a number of plays that you see where guys are open okay there are guys open down the field and I, I, I don't want to blame the entirety of the Bears offensive struggles on this receiving court because again I said it last week and I'll say it again there are teams including the Green Bay Packers including you know, the, the Baltimore Ravens, like, are you really going to tell me the Baltimore Ravens receiving core outside of Mark Andrews is that much better than the Chicago Bears? No, like, like Lamar Jack is making Devin Duvernay look like the offensive player of the year. And of course, Rashad Bateman's doing his thing now the first year he gets to prove it. But like, again, like Darnell Mooney's not a bad football player. Like this isn't through three weeks of the season. Oh, revelation. Darnell Mooney sucks. Like, were we wrong potentially about our 1200 yard projection? Maybe <laughs> like it's, it's right. still in play, but he's not bad at football. Equinemia St. Brown can, can do enough for you. Like I just, I, I'm not pacing the blame on the receivers, but again, I, I do, I do think there is something to be said about like just getting these guys, the ball in their hands. Like you're, there's not a lot of opportunity right now for run after the catch. And, and that's where I'm a little bit concerned because one way to make it easier on your quarterback at least from a statistical standpoint, is if you run the slant route, you just get them the ball and you'll let the receiver do their work and get an extra 80 yards for you. Was it 80 passing yards through the air? No, it was maybe 10 yards of, of completed air yards. But guess what? It shows up as 90 on the stat sheet. And because everyone's so damn concerned about Justin Fields yardage, just give him a chance. But like, 
they're missing the layups on 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 those types of plays too. Like Darnell Mooney can't catch a screen pass, and it was sort of a bad throw from Fields. But like, I don't really believe. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say that the root of the root of all the issues is the receiving core. Like, is it a good receiving core? No, that is not what I'm saying. They need to get assets in the offseason. And I think Jackson Smith and Jigwa could be falling because of, you know, him not playing. And that's a different that's conversation for you. To do. Yeah, that is your, that is that your is dog. That is my dog. I have a story. I'll tell it another day. But No, I want you to tell it today. We'll get to that after this. But tell like, yeah. what is your take here on the receipt? Like, because, again – like if you, I don't want you to place the blame on anyone. Like that's not what we're gonna do. I, I don't, I don't think it's fair, and I don't think it's rational to place the blame on a specific group, a specific person, and and say that this is that's that's the way it is. But from what you're seeing, like, what do the receivers need to be doing better? Like, in what way? Like, when you watch the Ravens and you watch the the, the teams that have, you know, I think receiving cores are in the same tier as the Bears and have zero issues. What are they doing that we aren't? You know, I I don't know. And, and, and like, uh, I I don't like Greg Roman. Like, I don't think that Greg <laughs> Roman – I don't think Greg Roman's big time. Like, I think he gets Lamar in good situations and in good portions of the year, and then later in the year it's like he, like, fumbles the bag, right? Uh, yeah, they fumble the bag in the playoffs every year. Right, every year, right? But, like, what he's doing now, what Lamar is doing now is insane. And, like I said, it looks nothing like what, what we're doing. And – and it just – Justin is not Lamar as far as a runner. I think as, as a thrower, I mean, obviously they're they're both very good. Like, let's be honest, Justin Fields, Lamar Jackson, they can both throw the ball. But as far as, like, that straight line speed, we're still dealing with the same – with the, the level of athlete that can put that stress on defenses. He's not he's not going to have the, the touchdown output or, like, the, the attempt output that Lamar has, and he shouldn't because that's just – that's not how we should use him. But – there, there feels like that threat of Lamar running that's that be, that's used that opens everything up for everyone else. Mm-hmm. Whether they're using that that diamond pistol package, or you know they're doing a lot of pistol, or they do like the waggle spin stuff instead of like naked boot. So like waggle is 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 kind of like naked, um, but you don't you don't have the the run action, the the running back it's literally Lamar's spin. So they're in pistol and the running back is going toward where Lamar rolls. So if, if we're in pistol and Lamar rolls, okay. right, the running back is in pistol. He goes to the right. Lamar spins left, comes out right. And that's, that's waggle. It's, but it's the same concept as a naked boot. You have a guy in the flat and you might have some concept of a crosser or a deep out or a post up the top of it. Exactly. So that's how that's in my opinion, like they're just doing a better job of making the defense worry about the his, his threat, threat of, of being of a runner yeah hmm. and 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 so but i think that the bears are trying to they're trying to replace that in their system with the threat of the running back running of david montgomery and khalil herbert but it's not the same and and i i couldn't tell you exactly why outside of just i mean lamar is lamar and he just adds so much to an offense but it's 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 there's something about it that the defense has to respect it's not just the run game it's the fact that you have an extra hat, right? It's the fact that if I have, you know, five offensive linemen, let's say we're going four wide and it's me, I'm Justin Fields and the running back, Khalil Herbert, let's, you know, let's, that's seven guys. And usually what it is is, you know, like I hand the ball off to the running back. And so we have five to block however many, you know, but with like with the quarterback, you take one out, you know, you can add the running back as a blocker. You can mm-hmm. use motion and take a guy away. You can read mm-hmm. a guy. You can read any one of the offensive linemen. You could read any one of the linebackers. There's so many things in football. And sometimes the NFL is late to catch on. High school coaches can coach their freaking ass off, man. High school coaches are always the first one to develop new things. I promise you. I promise you. If like When we talk about RPOs, RPOs were in high school first. Then they were in college. Then they were in the NFL. Like They didn't happen in the NFL first. It's always high school first. There's like a lot of. We should have hired a high school coach. What the hell are we? We should have. We just should have gotten it. a guy straight from the high school circuit. Who's over at Flossmore now, Kellen? What the hell? You got to put in the coach, coach Rex Alexander. <laughs> I'll get him on the phone. But but no, for real. I, I think that there's an element missing of that creativity and that, like the light bulb hasn't hit yet. Mm-hmm. That like, my guy is struggling. Maybe I should gear this a little bit more toward his strengths, his strengths, and not the strengths of my system. I think oh, man, again, that's that same exact conversation, right? And, and and there is something to be said about, hey, 
it is three weeks into the new system and there is a learning curve. All right. This is his second system in two years. And I heard they were talking on the score today when I was working about, well, you know, it's his third system in three years. Right. If you, you know, it, Ryan Day offensive system is a system, right? Like it, it's, it's a learning curve every way and, and it's new and it's different. But what you said is really key to me is like at this point, at this point, if, if you're so worried, if you're so worried about just if the if the front or not the front office, the coaching staff is truly worried about Justin Fields' capability as a passer, which they shouldn't be, and that's stupid. And if they are, then they should be ashamed of themselves. But if that's the case, then the one thing you do know is he is a lethal runner, and he is a top five running quarterback in this league. Absolutely. And the thing we we talked about all last year, even when we did some of those breakdowns, is why why are you not doing a lot more designed quarterback runs? I mean, we're not even we're not seeing a lot of designs. Like yeah. you're seeing the designs on fourth and one they're fourth and inches and it's just a, it's a design and shotgun to get in the end zone in an inch like that that's not what i'm talking about like you know in order to establish that threat they have to be calling more design runs to him right like, yeah. there, there's a lot of like those like we said like we're missing the layups like the screen passes and stuff like that some guys mm-hmm. some quarterbacks like don't warm up like that like some guys they take a hit like then now they're warmed up like it's not like let's throw bubble screens let's throw quick game some guys, not everyone is like that. Like not every, you don't get every quarterback going like that. Some guys, they get on the ground, they get their feet moving, they get a seven, six yard gain on the first play of the game. They take a hit or they slide, they get their feet under them, boom. That's how, they, or you know, they, maybe they have another one. Like, I, I, I think like we're still in the trial run. That this, this, our, our, our coaching staff is still in the trial run, Justin Fields, and like they're. I don't know. Like, you don't have time to experiment. But, like, for me, for me, like, now that I'm thinking about it, you know, like, we, we kind of, like, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, maybe there should be a bit more say from Justin's side. Like, you don't know how much of that is going on in the room. Maybe I think that's maybe, fair. Maybe, like, it is, you know, Justin and Luke are, like, going back and forth in the room. I think we should be doing this. I think we should be doing mm-hmm. this. Or maybe it's all 100% Luke Getzey saying, this is what we got. This is what I think is going to work. And Justin's going along with it, saying, you know, trying to prepare for that. But, like, you know, that's that's really not how, like, a quarterback relationship should work with his OC, in my opinion. Not saying that that's how it is, because obviously it might not be. You know, I'm sure they value Justin's opinion. But maybe there needs – maybe that's where the lack of confidence comes from is, like, I don't have, like, a say in this offense, and I'm just going to go with it. And in the back of, you know, your, your subconscious, you're like, you know, this isn't, this isn't exactly what I'm comfortable with, but I'm going to go with it because this is my coach. I trust him. That doesn't, you know, that's not always, that doesn't always work. I mean, why, like, did you see Eric Bieniemy and Patrick Mahomes and the right. beef that they had it in the fourth quarter? Like, that's totally related to probably Patrick Mahomes wanting to have done something else and Eric Bieniemy saying no, but at least Patrick Mahomes is in the ear explaining, you know, and Eric Bieniemy got a lot of flack from LaShawn McCoy about that. Did you see that? That was really weird. LaShawn well, McCoy was, is very negative on social yeah, media. Well, I just, I have trouble believing that Eric Bieniemy just doesn't know anything about yeah. passing like yeah. i just don't think that's objectively true but you, what you say right there is very 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 important i mean look at the best quarterbacks in the league yeah we give Aaron Rodgers a little bit of shit for it. we give a little tom brady a little bit of shit for it but like they control their offenses like when you think about their offenses and, and how it's controlled you don't really think too much about the offensive coordinator you think mm-hmm. about the quarterback and it's funny because now you see a lot of guys, right? You, you see Nathaniel Hackett really struggling in Denver, and you saw Matt Nagy really struggle here. And the only reason that those two guys were hired was because, well, they were in an offensive system where the quarterback had success, right? So, you know, oh, Matt Nagy, and look what he did with Patrick Mahomes. He comes over here, well, he sucks. Nathaniel Hackett, look what he did with Aaron Rodgers. Maybe people should start realizing that it's really the quarterbacks that are, are just are just making it happen over there, and it's not the play caller. And that's why I think you're right, like, I think Justin Fields is like he just you he just needs to take authority and, and it's hard to do that. It, it's very it's a hard thing to do he's, because he's young. He's young and the guys who take authority are guys who have proven it. Like Patrick Holmes can take authority because he's the going to be a top five, top three quarterback to ever play the game. Tom Brady obviously did what he did. Aaron Rodgers, you know, like like even you even see see Dak Prescott do it a little bit in Dallas, right? You know, like if you are proven, you can take authority, but it's a little bit more difficult when you've struggled. And now it's like, well, maybe I should be looking for the answers, right? Like I shouldn't be telling people what to do. I should be listening, right? Because I think that's the position he's in. And that's just like, that's just the position you can't be in. Like Josh Allen has now gotten to a point where he has taken full authority of that offense. And and this is another example. Like the Giants look better, but they don't look amazing. Like the the whole Brian Dabble thing hired because of Josh Allen. I don't know. 
I don't know. And we played them next week. It'll be a good test. But they just well, actually lost. They just lost to Dallas. Uh, and Brian Dable you know, was my number one guy. I, that was the guy I wanted the Bears to hire. You know what I mean? So, like, and I love Flute. But, like, like, you I see what I'm saying here about yeah. that? Yeah. Like, no, I, I'm there's, with you. there's something to be said. And, and look, so, so here's, like, again, I, I'm almost at the point with Justin, like, it does feel, and I hate getting into these conversations because it's just frustrating. And, and, you know, athletes know how it feels when you're inside your head. And it, and it's, it can be yeah. so hard to get out of it, right? Yeah. Like playing baseball and getting into a slump, it's the same thing. Playing basketball and you have consecutive nights where you can't shoot well. It, it just it just gets in your head. And it's 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 the hardest thing in the world to get out of. It, it, it You know, there's no, because there's no answer. There's no blueprint. There's no formula for how to get out of a slump and how to break out when you're when you're, you know, just mentally not confident in yourself. And I, I think part of it is this, right? You mentioned earlier him, and this is this is just total, like, we're just talking as athletes here who have played sports in our life before we've dealt with this, right? Like, so after the game, he's running on a treadmill, he, he's working out, and, you know, and this is what, you know, great players do. And you saw Darna Mooney also on the jugs machine, right, after the game, which I loved in full uniform. Like, relentless pursuit to be great. And you're always – and, and – and, anyone who's played a sport before who has struggled in a big game and has heard about it, you know, the, the first thing you want to do when that game ends is like go to the batting cage or go back to the field and, and just work on yourself because you know, you're more, you're capable of more than that. But I think for Justin right now, like, again, it's, it, I love the fact that he's, he's continuing to put in work. He's continuing to grind. But I think part of it is like, dude, just, just take a step back. You know right. what I mean? Like just, just let yourself like a double like, shot of Patron and, and literally, you know, literally just take your mind off of it. You know what you are capable of. The right. more you continue to like keep going at it and keep pushing, and, and again, I st- there, there's still a part of that that I love. But the more you think, like it just forces you to think about it because all you do right. is you, you sit in bed, exactly. and you relay, and you replay, and it's like no, take a deep breath. You know you can be. You know you are great. You've been great before. Absolutely. His whole life since he was five years old, he's been the best player in his state, the best player in the country. Like this is who he is. I think he just needs to kind of. You know, t- take a breath, take it easy. Like you said, double shot up a trunk, drink a beer, man. Go to the yeah. bar. Like yeah. Jalen Johnson was on 670 to score today. And Danny Parkins, our host of the midday show, was like, Are you going to go? Are you going to watch the Giants game tonight and like scout them? And he's like, Dude, I'm going downtown. I'm having a drink with my girlfriend or whatever. Good. Like, I'm just That's like, awesome. like, I like, love just, that. You know? I love like, just take it. Like, I think, you know what we should do? I'm going to hit up Justin and be like, Hey, drinks on me you know, on Friday, yeah. Let, let's go have a drink. Like, you know, Saturday. Right, at this point, I don't give a shit. Where, where, where are we going this week? We're going to New York, plenty of nice bars. Go, go, go have a drink the night before the game. Yeah. Michael Jordan played have golf. Fun, Michael Jordan bet thousands of dollars getting drunk on the golf course the night before a game six game of the finals. Like, it's like, come on. That dude was different, man. He was different. That's the mindset though. But like, like you're so right. Like I can't stress enough how important that is. Like, like we got to loosen up like athletes. Mm -hmm. Like we want to be so uptight. Like we, you know, especially now because we want to prove so many things to so many people. Right. Like, Sometimes you just got to take a step back and like, this is the game I've been playing since I was a kid. It, mm-hmm. it hasn't changed. You know, it, I'm just playing in front of more eyeballs, but nothing else is different, you know, and, and you know, you're playing at a higher level, you know, it might be moving faster, but you know, it's football. It's football at the end of the day. Just play the game, just play the game and, and relax and have fun and have fun. Man, that's an all. I think that's an all-time conversation from us because, like, it, it's it, we because like all these people. Athletes' like, all, perspective is important. It, it is, is important. In like, this, in this. look, I I I didn't play collegiate football. All right, I, I didn't play in the NFL. You know, like, but like, if you've played a sport in your life at a relatively competitive level, as we both have, you understand. And and their perspective is important because they're like. I love my people in the media. I do, but there are a lot of people who don't see that perspective. And and Correct. I'm not saying you had to have played a sport in your life to be in the media. Like, that's not what I'm saying. Like, I love all my people and there's a ton of people who are smarter than me who have never played sports before. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it's, there's, there doesn't mean anything, but it is sometimes, you know, important to see that perspective, to have that athlete's perspective and understand that it's not like always what you're hearing. Like, like sometimes, <laughs> You just got to put yourself into the mind of the player and understand, like, it can be overwhelming. Like, and, 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 and when you want to be great so bad, like that, it's, it's your life. That's your, like, like you, when you are obsessed, obsessed with being great, like it controls you. Like I said, like 
I used to sit up in bed and just throw a baseball up and catch it and just right. think about the times I struck out, right? Like, that's just what, right. like, I'm sure you do the same thing. You throw a football and you're like, oh, like, I missed this throw. Like, you know, you lose a big game. And, like, again, and it's hard. It's more difficult when you're, and this is part of it as well that I think fans need to understand, and I think they do understand, is, first of all, when you're in the city of Chicago, it's a hell of a lot different because, like, not only the fact that it's a big city, big market, there's a lot of talk already, but because of the expectations that have been set for Justin Fields, given the history of this franchise, it is so much more difficult to deal with struggle. You know what I mean? Right. Because we're, we've been waiting, we've been waiting. And all we hear is Justin's the greatest talent to ever come through the building. And he's the greatest talent to ever play for the Chicago Bears. And, and we're expecting him to be finally the 4,000-yard passer. Finally, you know, all a statue in, 10, in 15 years. Like, that's what people are expecting. And the moment you struggle even if it's not for a consistent period of time, like it's, it's just, it's, it's hard. It's really hard. Sophisticated thoughts in the chat. I think another problem is Justin's relationship with number 11. I think at times he gets locked in trying to make sure he gets Mooney involved. If you notice a lot of his interceptions or throws are going to number 11. I have something to say about this, but if you have something, you can go ahead. No, no, no. I mean, we talked about it. Like uh, the throw, like the throws over the middle, like just mm-hmm. kind of lock onto him. But yeah, I mean, we don't know the relationship he has, but that's a good assumption. You know, I, he doesn't – I'm sure 100%. he heard all the talk. You know, he heard all the talk about how the receivers aren't this, the receivers aren't this. And in all honesty, I mean, most of it is not incorrect. I mean, St. Brown and Dante Pettis have done a, a fine job, like, in their roles. But from this team there, hopefully. You know, so – Should Darnell mm-hmm. Mooney, though, yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, like I, so I think the thing is this, and I said this a little bit last week is, oh, I think he's got. Yeah, you're like you're good now. Yeah, uh, he's gotten to a point where, you know, it gets like the third quarter, right? And this is the exact situation we saw last game. Is Collins going to step away for a second to come back in? It got to a point where in the third quarter, like, okay, once again, you know, no receptions for Darnell Mooney. What do we do, right? Like he hasn't given him the ball yet, and and you know he feel like these guys have a connection. And I think at, at, the, at a certain point, you write sophisticated thoughts. He gets to a point when it comes to like the third quarter where he's like, hey, you know what? I just need to get the ball in his hands, right? And then he forces a throw like that. But to avoid that is just like I, I think part of the problem with their connection right now is the only time he's targeting Darna Mooney is on those deep balls. And then you're forced to throw it into a, a point where you're going to have to make a perfect throw to complete the pass. And it's really difficult. And I, I think – they, hold on, I'm just going to put this overlay on here for a second well, until Kellen comes back. Um, I think they just need to hit the, they just need to establish that connection again. We talked about rhythm. We talked about balance in the offense. We talked about all these things. All they need to do is just in the first half, in the first quarter, it, establish that connection. Like have a little bit of confidence in each other again. You're doing Chipotle commercials. You guys had such a great relationship last year. They worked out all off season, like these guys have a connection. They want each other to succeed. There is no, uh, there's no bad relationship between the two of them. It's just sometimes, and I said this last week and I'll say it again. If you've ever played basketball before, whether you play pickup at the gym or you played in college or high school, it doesn't matter. If you're struggling shooting from three, you just got to see the ball go through the hoop. That is all you need to see. And I think for them and for their connection, all you have to do is to get, get him the ball in his hands. And, and and part of the problem is they tried it with the screen pass and it didn't work, but again, just throw a slant, establish that connection. They just need to get back into a rhythm, get back into their, their pace with the two of them. And then you'll start to th- see things come together. But I, I sophisticated thoughts. You're right. They get to a point where, Oh my God, I haven't targeted him. There's, there's no, there's no connection. I got to force it to him down the field. I, I just got to force it to him because I just got to get the ball in number 11's hands as Kellen is back now. And it's just like, no, like, just take like just run a slant route. I don't care if it gets you one yard. I don't care if it gets you negative 18 yards. Just establish that connection. Like just see the ball go into your receiver's hands. Kellen, you can tell me if this is true as a quarterback. Like I was just saying while you were gone about how I feel like they've gotten to a point where, yeah, like he's your number one receiver. Their connection's so good. And oh, I haven't completed a pass to him in the first pass. I do kind of want to just force it to him because I, I I want him to get the ball and I know what he's capable of. Like that's the thing too. Like they know what each other are capable of. Like, like Justin Fields knows that Darnell Mooney can be a very, very good receiver. And he's like, I need to get this guy the ball. But when you are having struggles connecting with the receiver, which happens for every quarterback on every team, it happens, right? Like it, it just happens. Is it sometimes helpful to just like 
get him the ball like and it, like it just just get him the ball somehow some way and just reestablish that connection like is that a real thing or am i just talking bullshit here yeah no i mean i think confidence for everyone goes up so so quick quick thing to, to talk about this actually we have a receiver on club football he, his name is praise he's one of my really good friends he is from the uk and he's a track star there he is he is on the ohio state varsity track team runs a 10-2 in the 100 but he's never played football in his life before this year but wanted to and so, you know, the hands for him are like, you know, still getting there. You know, he's still like trying to learn how to frame a football and catch it. So week one, he didn't have any catches. Last week, this week, this past Sunday, I didn't play. My backup was in. Played, did a really good job. So we get praised a screen pass late in the game. We're like, let's get his confidence up going into the next week. Mm-hmm. And um, and praise takes the screen pass 75, 80 yards, whatever it was. Breaks like one or two tackles. And, like, happiest I've ever seen anyone get into an end zone, right? Like, that stuff, but that stuff matters. So, like, he comes to practice tonight. Like, he's catching – he's coming back to the ball. Like, you know, like, that stuff absolutely matters, not only for the quarterback but for the receivers too because when the quarterback sees his receiver's confidence up, absolutely he's going to keep going back to the well there. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if – mm-hmm. you know, then, then, that, then that trust you – know, that, that trust gets there when everyone's confidence is up. That's okay. So there you go. You answered that question for me. I mean, and it's, and, and a part of the problem is like, I, I did see them try that. Like I, you probably didn't see this play because you didn't watch the whole thing back, but there was that, there was one play where it was in, I think it was in the third quarter, second half. And they, they just tried a screen pass. Like, all right, let's just get Moody's ball in his hands. And he dropped it. Yeah. He just dropped. I don't know if it was really a drop or if it was sort of Justin Fields kind of let him too far out. I don't, I'm not going to place to blame on anyone there but like they, they were trying that but yes that's what they need to do now you mentioned jackson smith and jig Wells. we're talking about receivers and all that and i know that every single person who's watching this is is all oh, we got to take a wide receiver in the draft and i'm with you they do have to do that and i tweeted today a little obj could help too uh, if he decides that he wants to you know because here's the thing about obj real quick and i put this in my tweet <laughs> if obj comes here produces with Justin Fields and wins a Super Bowl in two years, they will replace the bean with a statue of him. Like that's how much we, we want, you know, not only like Johnny Morris is the leading receiver of the Chicago bears. Like, what are we doing? Like, exactly, bro. Like people are like, if you're under the age, if you're like under the age of 25, you probably don't even know who Johnny Morris is. Like, this is where like, please OBJ just, you know, like, and if I sometimes I, I think about it, if I were in his situation, I were a pro athlete in his situation, like part of me would be intrigued of the thought of I'm going to go and like save this city. Like I'm going to, I'm going to save this offense. And then I'm a hero. And then I'm in like Odell Beckham Jr. He needs to be in either LA, New York, and Chicago, no Cleveland, no Jacksonville, no, not even maybe Buffalo because they're just football, but like, OBJ's on Instagram and like I love him for it. I, I love OBJ, but like he needs to be in the top three market. The guy needs his glamour. He needs I his splits, you know. But anyway, Jackson Smith and Jake Bub is likely potential not likely potentially falling in the draft because of it, nothing to do with his as a player. He just hasn't played, and other guys are putting up numbers. Keshawn Butte was that his first name? Yep. Yeah, okay. I actually don't know what his numbers look like. But anyway, yeah. Kellen Garrison here works for the Ohio State football team. So he's around these guys every single day. So this is expert analysis, expert insight here. You're getting an inside look at a guy that the Bears could potentially draft. And we're doing a little draft preview here for you guys in, in September 26th. But you said you had a little story to tell about Jackson Smith. Yeah, man. I want to hear it. He's a good-ass kid, man. I like that. You know, like and, – and everyone in the building is like that. You know, whether it's CJ or, you know, Denzel Burke, uh, mm-hmm. freaking Marvin Harrison. Like Marvin Harrison Jr. is on the jugs machine – Helmet on, pants ready, cleats on, three hours before practice, every single day. Every single day, Marvin Harrison Jr. is. He's, it, it's crazy work ethic. But for Jackson, um, so my job on game days is to drive the golf carts for the recruits. I work in recruiting, drive the golf carts, take the recruits where they need to go, blah, 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 blah. Um, so I'm taking the cart back at the end of the Arkansas State game. And obviously, Jackson didn't play that. He was banged up from the week before against the other game. So where I'm pulling the golf cart into is on the, like the curb across the street from across the, the like parking lot from the Woody. Mm-hmm. So I'm pulling the golf cart in and Jackson is on the backside of the golf cart in front of me. It was like, I think it was his trainer. His uncle had to be someone, you know, family. And um, so I'm like, Hey, heads up coming to you, uh, you know, about to park this thing. So he gets up, gets off, uh, you know, takes a couple steps away. 
And so I parked the golf cart, get off. And, and his, his, his friend there, the guy he was with, he goes, Hey man, you were getting a little close. I was like, listen, <laughs> listen, the last possible thing that I would do as an employee of this football team, as a, as an Ohio resident, as a fan of the Chicago bears, the last thing I would do as any of those is to do anything to Jacksonville. <laughs> Run him over the golf. To do anything. To, to even clip his pinky toenail. I wouldn't do it. Like, so, so it was funny. We laughed about it. I'm like, I told him, like, listen, like, I, they would fire me so quick if I did that. So, I, you know, I see, him, I see him on Saturday night. I'm like, hey, man, you know, after the game, I'm like, hey, how you doing? He's like, my dog. I'm like, hey, you know, how, how's it going? He's like, you know, we're getting, getting there slowly but surely. Sure. But, um, you know, he's, he's, he's a good kid. He's a good, obviously the, the connection with Justin is there one and two. I mean, he's, he's so special. He's a special mm-hmm. football player. So I'm excited. I, I pray to God we get him. You know, I pray we, we, we follow the, the Bengals uh, thing there, 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 whatever. I can't think of the word right now, but you know, yeah, them uh, Jeff and Jamar and having that, uh, the blueprint, the blueprint. Yeah, I guess that's not the word we're looking for though. Yeah. I, I think it is. Sure. We'll go with blueprint. But yeah, no. I, I, whatever they do, I think first round receiver. Let's it has assume. To be. Let's assume Jackson is gone, and let's assume Boutte is gone. I mean, there's still Jordan Addison. Um, I think there's a kid at TCU. It's either TCU or Texas Tech. Can't remember his name, but hell of a receiver. Quentin Johnson, I think, is his name. Like the Bears are going to be fine as far as receiver. But I, I really hope it's Jackson Smith and Jake. I hope it is too. And you bring up a good conversation. We'll wrap up here soon, but I'm loving these conversations as I always do here on Bears Edge Podcast when Kellen joins along. Is there's a lot of people who have the, this outlook about the Bears in their current state uh, as a two and one team, and their outlook is this. Well, the Bears are, are winning games now, and their quarterback isn't developing. This is bad for the future of the Chicago Bears because they're not getting a high draft pick. And well, maybe. If just Fields continues to struggle, they could have used that high traffic on a quarterback and all these different things, right? And and, and and concerned that your favorite football team that you spend so much time caring about and tweeting about and all your little trigger fingers, and I'm one of them, don't, don't, don't get me wrong, and you're upset that they're two and one. And I just want to address this conversation because – when you talk, and I, this was my com- this was the most important thing for me when Nag was hired, when any coach is hired, the most important thing is winning football games and developing a winning culture. That's what matters. I miss me with draft, miss me with a future. No, in the now, you have a new head coach, and a fundamental you know principle of his whole ideology is hits. And, and if we hustle, we're gonna win. And in order for that to be successful, you have to see the results of that. So yeah. you have to know that if hits wasn't working, and they were, lo- or if hits, if they were losing, then then this could fall apart very very quickly. So wins are very important. I just it just irks me when I see people who are like, oh, they're two and one. What the hell is? They're going all on? paid to win. Everyone in that building like, is paid to win games. Yes, you think they're not going? You know, that's right, like, it. Just thing. doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah. obviously, the guys are going to bust their ass, but how, how can you, as a as an observer of the team, be upset that they're t- stop it? Get yeah. get that out of your head. That's and kind of dumb. and and it, it's annoying because the, there's people who are like, well, should they prioritize the development of the quarterback over winning football games? No, no, like. The goal is to – like, you play the game to win. There's there's 51 guys on the team. If the 51 guys on the – there's 52 guys on the team. Sorry, 51 excluding quarterback, right? Or, or 50, 50, 53 guys on the team. 52 guys excluding the quarterback. Sorry, I'm getting my numbers wrong. There's 52 cards in the deck, all right? There's too many 52 and 53 numbers, all right? This is too much for me. 53, yes, I, I know, all right? I made a mistake. I rarely do that, right? No, I make penalties. That was perfect. But, I'm perfect outside of knowing how many players are on the football roster. All 53 of those guys are trying to win the game. And the 52 aren't the quarterback can give a shit yeah. about the development of it. Like, they know they care about it. And Jalen Johnson said this day in the score. He's like, dude, we're, we're trying to win games. We don't care about any of that other stuff. And yeah. the, like wins are important. And, and like, I know you're, you have the same view as this, but tell them, Kellen, tell them 
why like tell them why this matters why being two and one why winning matters more than being oh and three and getting a top traffic it's a dumbest it's the dumbest logic tanking in basketball makes sense oklahoma city thunder nobody in football tanks the no one plays in that nobody plays in that league for a long time all those guys are playing to feed their families and give their people generational wealth if they lose games, that doesn't happen. They don't care about the fans. And let's tank like like the Jaguars in or the Jets like in twenty twenty. What was that? Yeah, in twenty twenty. None of those players were thinking about tank for Trevor Lawrence. Tank for da da da. Nobody was thinking about that in that mm-hmm. building. They were all trying to win every game every week. And like I think a lot of people know that they understand that, but like. Oh, they should tank. It doesn't matter what you think they should do. They're not going to. They're going to try and win every week. And if the like, if the Bears say the Bears, you know, by by the graces of what we think they can do, possibly, and what they've shown us, and they could be three and one at the end of next week. It's very possible they could squeak into the playoffs. Let's say they squeak into the playoffs. Yeah, are we going to be yeah. mad? Like, are, yes, like, no, yes, Kellen. People will be mad. I, like, people, people will be mad. People so will be mad. Crazy. People were mad when the Bears made the playoffs a couple of years ago in 2020. And we're the I remember that, yeah. I remember people that. were pissed. Like, I don't like you sit here as a fan and you, like the Bears don't make the playoffs too often. All right. And then they make the playoffs <laughs> and you're like, no, no, this is not the way it's supposed to be. No, shut up. Yes, it is. They made the playoffs. <laughs> like, and, and Protestant hedge, you know, props you for coming in. But the, the difference is that I think what Kellen is trying to say is this: organizationally, you can tank, quote unquote, by decisions that you, by decisions that are made. But no player in the locker room and on the field is physically tanking. Like no player is just gonna, you know, oh, I'm not gonna cover this guy and let them score so they can win. Like no, oh. <laughs> like what do you want Jalen Johnson to do? Just let him score now? Right. Like oh, the Bears need a high draft pick. Let's just let's just Roquan Smith should just stop tackling people. Like. Oh, like, so what are you doing? You know, it just makes all sense. And and here's so here's the thing you say. You, you talk about well, you know, the Bears can be a French playoff team. There's people people who think that's crazy. And look, hey, if, if they make it there, we said it because we said the ceiling of this team is nine and ten earlier, or not not sorry, nine to ten wins earlier in, in the off season. And what I'm seeing for the first few weeks is, boy, were we right because we're two and one, and things are terrible. With the passing offense, and and we said you know they go as far as Justin goes, and that's still true. Mm-hmm. If ju- if this offense figures it out, if the passing offense specifically, because the run offense has been so good, if the pass offense figures it out in the next couple of weeks, this is not only a five and one team after the first six weeks of the year because you play the Giants, the Vikings, it's gonna be a tough game, and then the Commanders. Mm-hmm. At the very least, I think they're four and two. This is a team that could make the playoffs with the schedule that they have remaining, and like. That's what I mean when I say like you're two and one. The sky is not falling. You're two and one, right. and your quarterback hasn't thrown for 300 yards on the year. If he figures it out, you're a you're a good football team. Right. Like that's just the fact. Like that's what I've learned through three weeks. That's what I've learned. I'm not worried. I I think they're gonna figure it out. I have faith in Justin Fields. I have faith that Ryan Poles picked the right man. Matt Eberflus, who picked the right man, and Luke Ketsey. And I have faith, like I said, in, mm-hmm. in Justin Fields. Like, a, it's you know how little three games is, like, in the in the span of a whole year. Like, has it been bad? Yes. We obviously would have loved to seen it go better so far. But, like, are we going to deny, like, our eyes? Like, are we going to deny what we saw in college? Are we going to deny what we saw last year? Are we going to deny what we saw in the monsoon? My guy was throwing – a monsoon football with two gloves on and let a comeback <laughs> against a team that was picked to almost make the Super Bowl, and we won that game. What are we doing? Thank you. That's, that's, it's, it's all that needs to be said. I was going to, like, while you're doing that rant, I was going to retitle this episode, Chicago Bears Therapy Session. That's what this is. That's it what, is. That's it what is. we're doing. Because, look, I, I, I get it to an extent. We're reactionary, right? It's Monday. It's over. There's there's a phrase for it. It's called overreaction Monday. It's called it for a thing. This is the timeline of Bears fans. Mm-hmm. Sunday, angry. Monday, overreaction Monday. Fire everyone. Trade the quarterback. Tuesday, 
well, you know, maybe it's not a series. We should yeah, make we therapy should. Mondays a series. <laughs> this is a thing. This is becoming a thing. If you guys want that, drop it in the chat. Therapy Mondays, because it's it's it's. I think I, I know it sounds like we're kidding, but it is a hundred percent necessary because it's fans again. It's overreaction. But you get you know you get you get all nervous, you get scared, oh, and then no. guess what happens? The morning you wake up on Sunday morning before the game, you're like, well, you know, we might have a chance to win. <laughs> it's, it's the same we, thing every week. We might win the Super Bowl. Like, like it's, <laughs> this is like we know how this. We know how Bears fans operate. Yep. Like this is and it's just as Bears fans. It's fans of every team. Like you convince yourself throughout the course of the week that he might actually be good. You know, so Chicago Bears therapy session. Every Monday, we'll speak like we'll talk in the you know the NPR voice. We'll you know deep breaths. Just take a deep breath. You know, Kellen, how you doing today? Is that you know how we just let it out? You know what I mean? This is and and you know what I want to do, Kellen. I want to get some of the viewers in here with us. I want to drop the link to the public, and I want to hear their like taking phone calls on the radio. I want I sure. I want it because I think it would be good for us to help out some of these these people who are who are a little who they they need us, Kellen. They, they need us, and we are here for them. I'm Bears Nation podcast. Always a beautiful, wonderful time. Just chopping it up. This is the, the great thing about our episodes is we just get to a point where we're just we're just talking. It's just conversation. We're not even break. We're just talking about the game. We're just talking about the game, and it's fun, man. It it's is. fun stuff. Kellen Garenstein, next week, the Chicago Bears against the New York Giants. We'll be here for a breakdown, and I guess we'll be here for a Chicago Bears Therapy Monday. For myself, Kevin, and for Kellen, you can follow him. I got to drop your socials in the chat more. Yeah, I guess you gotta tweet more about the Bears first. Let's get out of Kelly. You're, you're, you're busy now. You're a busy guy. We get it. Um, appreciate everyone in the chat. I am Scott's Protestant Hedge. Sophisticated thoughts. Everyone else: uh, Eric Fenton, Remy Grant, my boy Nate, Adam Cumby. Everyone in the chat: Romanarski. We appreciate you guys for tuning in. It is 11:02 on a Monday, and you're watching us. I don't know what you're doing with your life. Go play, go to bed, go play video games. You shouldn't be watching us, but here you are. Appreciate you guys for coming in. Um, we'll see you guys next week. As always, I'm Bears Nation Podcast for myself and Kevin. Take care.